0: We are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. I'm talking about we cover down on some ground across the great state of Alabama. From way down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back to Gaston, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi, thrown in just for good measure uh the text lines blew up on this movie thing boomer what what so the question was what movie would you want your son to watch because there's something to gain from it and uh like uh, Rita from scottsboro did say field of dreams sandy from harvest interesting one zulu um i think it's called zulu dawn or zulu i forgot which but yeah it's the battle of Rourke's drift true story mm. they still teach that battle at west point my understanding wow. um, uh, that's a great movie that's the one i think that started michael cain um uh, Roger from Ardmore says True Grit, the original. Yes, fill your hands. I won't say the rest of it, but that was a, that's one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. Uh, Jim from Huntsville, what did he say? Jim from Huntsville, uh, secondhand lions. He said it. I already got that one. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's said Little one. House on the Prairie. We don't even have a name or where they're from. Little House on the Prairie. I would not have thought of this, but you know what? There was character.
1: Was character.
0: There was character. You know. Uh,
1: Tom from um, Huntsville. He called in and said his was The Last Samurai.
0: Oh. The
1: Last Samurai. Yeah, builds character.
0: It does build character. It's The Last Samurai. By the way, so I have a theory. What's that? The Last Samurai is basically dances with wolves in Japan. That's what it is.
1: You know what?
0: (laughs) Think about it. You're right. The Last Samurai. So dances with wolves. U.S. soldier winds up Becoming, you know, uh, basically enamored and, and and immersed into the culture of the the the, 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 the Native Americans in that, that that particular movie, and then turns against the military uh, in the as the movie progresses. Same thing in Last Samurai. Same thing, by the wow. way, in Avatar. Avatar oh. is nothing but the uh, the dances with wolves on another planet. That's all that is. On a different planet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got? Bama Grant, Bama from Grant, or was it Bama Grant? Bama anyway, Bama <laughs> from Huntsville says not Porkies. No, we're not watching. The kids are not going to watch. No, that's not going to happen, man. That that is that is no. Um, where are we at next? Saving Private Ryan. Dustin from Hazel Green, J T from Lacey Springs uh, says any non woke Disney like Old Yeller. Yeah, Old
1: Yeller.
0: Yep, I uh, got another mm-hmm. one. Said Big Fish. They didn't give us their name. Uh, Jamie from Hartsel, open range. I do agree, open range, open range. Great lines. Things like, uh, "There's going to be men killed here today, Sue, and I'm going to be the one killing them." I mean, well, how how do you argue with a line like that? Mm. Um, I, I I can't even keep up. I know. <laughs> know. There's so many. There's so many. I mean, the texts are just flowing in. Oh, Bryant from Huntsville, one of my all-time favorites, <sighs> "The Book of Eli."
1: Yes, I actually just watched that the other night again. Did you really? I love it. That's
0: one of those that if it's on. Charlene knows if I'm flipping the channels and I see it, I have to pause.
1: <laughs> You're stopping right there because it might
0: be at the scene where he fights him off in the bar. It might be. Oh. I, I got to be there. If that's what it, you know, just gotta. Hey, just mm. saying. Um, I can't even stop doing this. One of my all-time favorite movies. I've actually taught leadership using this movie, Alex from Elkmont, the Last Castle. You ever seen that, yes. Robert Redford? Man, I mean, I actually use that movie to teach leadership.
1: Ah. Uh, I'm good, movie. I'm
0: totally blowing off the dippers right we, now. We are. It, all right, let me get busy. Fault, so. It's his <laughs> fault. <laughs> <laughs> we are not blaming things <laughs> on my nephew. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, hey, let me do this. Number 1 of the Triple Dipper Culture Wars. All right. I am this is not woke world per se. Woke world can play into it, but here's the thing. The culture wars. So, just some terminology. Uh you you hear people all the time talk about dealing with matters of public policy or Dealing with things that are, you know, fiscal in nature. You know, they're talking about finances or tax cuts or whatever else. But the, the 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 realm of public policy that deals with the things that go straight to the heart a lot of times, that deal with stuff that deals with values, is often called culture wars or cultural battles. And the culture wars have become far more pronounced in recent years. I mean, like. In my lifetime, I don't know that I've, and I granted we had the turbulent 60s, we had the, you know, the stuff happening in the 70s, the 80s was called hedonistic, um, you know, whatever. But I don't think I've ever seen such an attack on traditional values like what we're seeing here in the last few years. And it's everything from critical race theory to transgenderism to the LGBTQ uh, plus 2IA, whatever agenda to, um, you know, uh, looking at uh, education and whether or not teachers should be, you know, sexualizing small children as opposed to just teaching them reading, writing, and arithmetic. It's it's the things that we care about that are more like kitchen table issues. Now, granted, we don't not care about finances, we don't not care about tax cuts, but here's the thing: we are seeing more and more the attacks on values. They're resonating with the people. They're resonating more than they ever have before. I would say, too, that in the past, it used to feel more like the left would grab hold of the cultural issues more than the right would. Or at the very least, the right would do it, but they would balance themselves. with Well, we've got to have some strong fiscal policy. What we're finding now is the polls are beginning to show that the right side of voting, no pun intended for our show, the right side of voting is more and more increasingly becoming very in tune with the idea of needing and wanting candidates who will run for office that will stick to their guns on the culture war issues. I mean, it's everything. It's it's, sometimes it's little stuff like Tucker Carlson has been having, making hay out of what happened with uh, M&M's, their little spokes candies. I mean, which I thought were a great marketing ploy. Never mind the fact that they are, uh, in my opinion, um, a bit cannibalistic because they eat M&M's too. But anyway, nonetheless, they have been considered too polarizing apparently and they've been replaced they you know it, we're looking at things like the non-binary Mr. Potato Head the woke Scooby-Doo re, remake uh, boot uh, cartoon and then we got claims now that the uh, the purple M&M uh, might be gay i mean what can we just stop and the american public is ready for it to stop but it's not just the American public. It's, it's, it's worldwide. Here's a story off Politico. Politico? Phil, you went to Politico? Yes. Yes, I did. Politico has a piece that came out just a few days ago. Y'all, I'm just telling you, culture wars are mattering on a regular daily basis, even in the public arena in other countries. It's not just here. Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola Sturgeon. She was the first minister of Scotland. And the, the manner in which the UK, is in the United Kingdom is, is you know, set up politically, uh, the national government has the final say on things, but the you know, English, I mean, the, the England, Scotland, Wales, they, 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 they have their ministers. And the first minister of Scotland, Nicola Sturgeon, was very liberal, extremely liberal, very woke, began to move more and more to demanding that the laws be changed to address what she referred to as legally changing genders. And she did. She, she and her party managed to get it through that there was going to wind up being, um, you know, transgenderism would be considered the, the, the way of, the, of, of Scotland. And the U.K. government finally had to announce it was blocking some of those reforms, saying that they were incompatible with wider U.K. law. Well, that created all the thing. and then, And then the scandal happened. Because of her policies, Nicola Sturgeon's policies, a scandal happened when a violent rapist convicted of two rapes, a man, obviously, decided he was a woman and her policies were having him placed in a female prison. And the, and the public suddenly woke up. And the first minister of Scotland resigned. That's where we are in the culture wars. People are, ha- are, are, are having enough. It's one thing to say that you you want to go and live a lifestyle. It's another thing to force that lifestyle upon everybody else in complete contravention of their values and their mores, their desires, and even their personal safety. Well, I got a piece here from National Review. It's, 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 it's really, it's very solid. Um, and it talks about a new poll that came out. This, this, this came out just, uh, what, five days ago. National Review. GOP voters confirm that culture wars are not a sideshow, meaning this is this is a big part of what we care about now. This is this is this is this is real. It says the so-called culture wars have long been relegated to the position of lesser or second-class issues among some conservative elites, like an unserious or at least, you know, sort of secondary level of attention. The culture war was often considered to be a distraction. And people like Jonah Goldberg would write things and say, literally, their headline would say, the culture wars are a distraction. Mitch Daniels, the former Republican governor of Indiana, he once urged a truce on the so-called social issues so they could focus on the budgets. Like, social issues don't matter. Well, they do. And the new study that came out by a group called the American Principles Project, it polled over 1,000 Republican voters And this is an advocacy group. They're they're a conservative, culturally oriented, you know, right wing group. But the poll surveyed a thousand people. And that's a that's a large base, by the way, for a poll. The poll went to a thousand different respondents who came back showing significant what they call significant GOP voter enthusiasm for doing things like banning same sex medical procedures on minors, 76 percent. Prohibiting biological males from competing in girls' sports, 69%. Requiring age verification measures for pornographic websites, 86%. All this reaffirms, the article says, that there's a culture war hawkishness right now on the right. That we're sick and tired of watching our values be thrown away. That we are literally ready to have a candidate who will not just talk to us about tax relief and saving Medicare, and those things are important. We want to know that someone will go to D.C. and not just talk the talk. They'll actually walk the walk when it comes to saving the traditional values that the Republican Party supposedly stands for. Here's a great quote from the article. It says, what this tells us is not that the Republican voters are necessarily left wing on economics, not at all, but that the primary impulse that drives them to the polls now is a desire to protect their culture, their way of life, that it enshrines from the powerful forces arrayed against us. Folks, I think that's where we are. I'm going to come right back and kind of wrap that up with a piece from the City Journal. But listen, the culture wars, they're real. Culture wars just took out the first minister of Scotland. Culture wars are polling extremely high. And Republican elected officials would do well to realize that we're not kidding. Yes, we want fiscal conservatism. Yes, we want tax relief. Yes, we want balanced budgets. But by God, we want to save our culture All right, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. You guys stay tuned. We'll be right back. We are back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right. My favorite bump, man. That's just, I think that's it. That's my. I'm going to go and declare it right now. That it's of all the bumps we got, man. That all the ones you plug in there. That's my favorite one of all. Um, Black Crows. Woo! Yes. Woo! Woo! I'm like, I got praising hands going right now in the studio with Black Crows playing. Is that possible?
1: Yeah, well, I like it <laughs> Hey, the
0: text hands. lines are still blowing up. I'm going to finish up this Triple Dipper uh, uh, piece on Culture Wars in a minute, but I got to tell you, we're, getting, we're still getting tons of movies. I mean, so the, the, the oh, question yeah. we asked earlier just off the cuff was, what movie would you want your son to watch because of the life lessons it brings? Um, and I don't know that some of these should ever be shown to a child,
1: <laughs>
0: but uh, there's some great ones in here. Um, golly bum. What else have I got? Where, where, where did it go? I had one. A minute. Oh, yeah. Roger from Ardmore has Kingdom of Heaven. You're Ooh, seeing that one? Yeah. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, JT from Lacey Springs is pushing me for a three-dipper day. We'll see if it happens. I don't <laughs> know, man. I don't know. Apollo 13, Dustin from Hazel Green. Mm. That was Houston. We have a problem. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good one. Barry from Gunnersville. I'd forgotten about this movie, The Last of the Dogmen. You ever seen that one? Uh, have I? I think I have. I, yes, that was that was a great movie where they they find uh, a uh, a group of Sioux warriors who had escaped into the back mountains of think, yes. of the Rockies. I think. Yes. They, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The Last of the Dogmen. That was a good movie. Tom Berenger, I believe, was in it. Mm. Um, why do I know yeah, that? <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm a, quite like, the you know, movie the, aficionado. The names of the people. I'm like, wow, I, I just do well to remember the movie, not the actors. Uh, John from Huntsville, Chariots of Fire. That is a good <laughs> mm. one. Absolutely a good one. You know what we should do? What are you going to do? Is, uh, there's, there's been a few people asking, hey, you're going too fast reading off the list. I'm going to make a post on our Instagram page. It's just Right Side Radio, guys. Right Side Radio, at Right Side Radio. Okay, I'm going to make a post, and if you don't mind... Put this on put it under the comments so everybody can see it yeah. everybody
0: wants to know this yeah we'll throw a few of them on there that we've yeah. already gotten it's a good idea and then yeah so if you if you're on Instagram or know somebody who is yeah we're on all the social media so mm-hmm. yeah you can follow me on Twitter at sin that's S-E-N, at sin Phil Williams you got Instagram rightside radio you got Facebook right side radio uh our website you can find links to all of them rightsideradio.org all that's there yes um all right hey let me jump back to this last article I got so I don't know if you saw this or not Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, never one known for being shy. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the uh, um, uh, very conservative uh, congresswoman from Georgia, she put out a post the other day. In fact, I'm looking at it right now, as a matter of fact. She says, we need a national divorce. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink the federal government. Everyone I talk to says this, she said. From the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the Democrats' traitorous America-last policies, we are done. That's her. Now, okay, I will say this I don't agree. Do I want to fix stuff? Do I want to see more red states fighting culture war issues for conservative values? Yes. Do I want to see a true divorce? No. Do I think she's totally legitly serious? No, I don't think she's legitimately serious. But, you know, her choice of words has created a firestorm on social media. But I got an article here that came out on City Journal. In July of last year. And it says it's called the culture war between the states. Says for decades, states have now competed against one another for businesses by touting their local economic advantages like taxation or development incentives or workforce quality or regulatory policy. And we have. Says occasionally states would also pitch themselves to firms on more general principles like quality of life, schools, infrastructure. Now it says the battle for the jobs and for wealthier residents has taken a new turn, and it's reflecting the increasingly intense culture wars playing out in America. Governors, it says, and it's true. I'll I'll read some examples here in a minute. Governors of Democrat-led states are pitching businesses based on social issues like we have access to abortion or transgender rights or voting laws. And blue state officials are hoping to actually lure firms that object to red state legislation. That is so interesting to me. But it's so true because you're watching, like, here's the example Classic, the guy who we believe is going to probably run for president on the Democrat ticket, California Governor Gavin Newsom. He did a video last year, forging a new model for what America is going to look like, he called it. And he says, freedom's under attack by Republican leaders in states like Florida, banning books, restricting speech, (laughs) whatever. He says, I urge all of you to join us in California where we still believe in freedom, freedom of speech and freedom to choose. And he went on and on. Okay. It didn't stop there, though. So New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy, another Democrat, declared that the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe v. Wade on abortion was going to have a chilling effect on your ability to attract and retain top female talent if you're located in a state that doesn't recognize women's reproductive freedoms. Mm. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont went down that road, says that basically we have to protect reproductive rights for all so that we can have good customers and employees. Mm. But Republicans are punching back. So you've seen DeSantis. He, he'll he'll call them out in a heartbeat when they say something like that. He did. Uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp. Now, I have not seen much out of um, uh, Republican Governor Kay Ivey in Alabama. Uh, but Georgia Governor Brian Kemp said of the Murphy letter, he said, a sitting governor wouldn't be spending his time making this type of a desperate outreach if business was booming in his state. <laughs> and that's true. I mean, the epic loss of of, you know, revenue and citizens is happening in the blue states. So the blue states are now lashing out at the red states. But they're not just recruiting on, hey, it's a great place to set up your business. They're lashing out on the culture war issues. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, it matters. It matters. We have got to make sure that we have candidates who are willing to go to battle on the culture war issues, candidates who are willing to not just say, I'm a fiscal conservative and I'm pro-life. They've got to be willing to stand up to the transgender agendas, critical race theory in schools, you know, not take a knee when Black Lives Matter says they have to, and and literally stop the woke policies in our military. It's time for culture warriors. And that's number 1 of the Triple Dipper. All right you guys, stay tuned. We got a great interview coming up in studio. Battle Buddies coming up next. Y'all stay tuned.